just I was I was brought up that way to no matter how hard life gets, you keep fighting. You don't throw in the towel. I know I'll be back. It's just we don't know when, yeah. but I know I'll be back. So I'm gonna keep fighting. This is it's 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 another bump in the road, but this too shall pass. That's that's what I like to say. That's one of my favorite Bible verses. Um the Bible says, This too shall pass. Yeah. And it it sure will. Welcome to the Inside Game with your host, Dr. Julie Amato. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Julie back with you again for another episode of the Inside Game podcast. This week's conversation is with Asia Durr. She's a guard for the New York Liberty. She's awesome. Uh, Asia's from the great state of Georgia and played her college career at Louisville, where she finished with 2,485 career points and obviously received numerous awards in the conference. And uh, as an All-American, she was drafted second overall by the New York Liberty in 2019. She was having a great season, actually, 10 points a game, which is not easy to do during your rookie year. Uh, but her season ended early due to a hip injury. And, um, you know, after that, Asia wasn't able to play this past year due to COVID-related health issues. And she's going to talk about that quite a bit, actually, during our conversation. Uh, she is a tough and relentless competitor, amazing personality, but also just a very warm and genuine, caring human being. Uh, there's a real uh, sweetness to her. And I think you'll really enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, let's hop right into this conversation with Asia Durr. Asia, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. A loaded question. It's, yeah, it's it's all good. It's actually, um, I'm making it day by day, honestly. It's just, um, it's kind of weird because I don't have a, a consistent answer. It's like one day somebody will say, how are you? And I'll say, I'm doing good. Cause that day I'm feeling pretty good. But yeah, um, if somebody asked me the following day, I could be feeling like completely sick. Like Saturday, I wasn't feeling the best this past Saturday. Yeah. Um, I was feeling, you know, pretty sick, but today I'm, I'm doing all right. So it's just weird how it goes up and down, up and uh, down. No. I, I caught you on a good day. I'm glad to hear that. And I love seeing your jersey in the background. I got my Liberty stuff on too. Oh yeah, you can see it. <laughs> I'll wrap it for you. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, I like. There's so much to talk about with you, and um, you know, I thought it might be kind of cool to just talk about how I know you first. Like, of course, I've known of you in terms of watching you. You know, being a basketball fan, watching you at Louisville, even. Um, but as a sports psychologist. Um, what really popped for me was there was like an article, an interview that you did during your time at Louisville and you did, you talked about like mental health and meditation and listening to Deepak Chopra and some of this other stuff and opening up a little bit about like, you know, just like anxiety and stress, which like we all experience, but very few people actually talk about. So even before ever meeting you, I was already talking about you to other athletes, like, Hey, like, look at this top level basketball player who actually meditates and listens to relaxing music and is proactive about her, her mental wellness. And I, I thought that was so amazing about you before we even met. And then I got to actually meet you 
uh, working with the Liberty and just kind of observing you, you know, with the team and, and all of that. So that's kind of how you and I got to know each other, but, you know, obviously the, the loaded question of how you're doing now uh, is loaded because, you know, I know you've, you've been talking a little bit about your struggles here with COVID and then of course an injury at the end of the year and, and all of that. And I was hoping you were falling back on some of your things you used to do in the past to kind of get through, but like, can you talk about that a little, like how, how are you on those hard days, like getting through? Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because we actually met at like, I call it the most perfect time uh, because I was going through a lot, especially like with basketball, like Mm. being hurt with my hip and all that stuff. So it was, it was great for me personally, just to like lean on somebody who, who has, you know, who, who can really help in so many different ways. And um, that's what you did. And still to this day, it's not just part of my first year. It's like, you've helped me out in so many ways. And I've always counted on like psychiatrists or counselors, like people like that to get me through because they get like the mental side. Mm -hmm. So that's a very important for me. That's, I had to throw that in there, but. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, no, thank you. But yeah, it's um, like after having COVID and just dealing with it post COVID now, it, it, it has forced me to meditate or just to sit still and just do breathing exercises. Uh, that helps out a ton. That's actually part of my PT is to do oh, wow. breathing. So yeah. um, COVID, post COVID, it, it, it has this funny thing where it makes you feel like you're anxious nervous um but you actually aren't and you know studies have shown that and after me you know talking with doctors they've said because I have a history of anxiety depression stuff like that and I told them I'm like this kind of feels like what I've gone through in college but without Mm -hmm. the COVID and they said well yeah it's gonna feel like that but I promise you it's not like nerves or anything like that it's just that's how COVID makes some people feel, you know, after having it. So it has forced me to meditate because you just feel so nervous, but you're actually not really yeah. nervous, if that makes sense. And it's a false alarm, right? It's like, there's nothing, there's no threat in the environment to be worried about, but it's something internal. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it. like, yeah, exactly. Right. And it's like your heart starts to beat fast, um, but you're not nervous. You just have a fast, heartbeat and which is what they call it like the heart pap- palpitations yes um yeah and it's like your hands get all sweaty and you just feel like you're worried but you're worried over nothing yeah. you know and it's it's with so many other things it's like <laughs> so many other symptoms that you still feel that's just one of them and <sighs> um but you know the breathing does help it helps mm-hmm. calm me down some and I was very grateful to be put in the position to work with doctors too, who specialize in cases like mine. Mm. Um, And they put me on some different like medications to try to help me get through the day whenever Mm. I I need it. So um, it's been a challenge is this is all new to me. So it's new to so many of us. I think that's part of what gives rise to some of the anxiety is just the uncertainty. It's like, I don't know what this is. I don't know when this is going to get better. Is that something that you're struggling to wrap your mind around right now? Like 
no one can really sit here and tell me, okay, you know, like you injure your hip, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to have a surgery and then it's going to take me this many weeks to progress through rehab. And this one here, it's like, people are kind of shrugging their shoulders. Like, yeah, Asia, I don't know. sounds like they don't have answers for you. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I definitely go by timetables, especially mm-hmm. like I've been hurt quite about three times uh, playing basketball. So yeah. each time I've gotten hurt, I've been on the timetable. They've told me you'll be out for three weeks. You'll be out for two months. You can run at six months. Right. With this, like, there's no answers. It's, it's, it's no, well, if you give it some time, about two months, you'll be back. It's just yeah. doctors are saying, we don't know. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like this, I, I call it false hope. Right. It's mm-hmm. like you'll be good for two weeks. And you're like, okay, I'm I'm finally about to turn the corner. Yeah. And then after the two weeks, it's like you feel sick again. It's like, what? I thought I was just doing better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you go backwards. It's like that's the part that's challenging for me. Like it, it it's really hard to wrap my mind around like just give it time day by day. You know what I mean? Cause I normally thought I would feel progress after like day by day, mm-hmm. but it's so weird because it changes so much. It sounds all, like almost, well, it's similar to concussion in a way where I feel like every concussion is different and sometimes it takes time and it's a complicated recovery, but this one here is just, it's brand new even to the doctor. So that's, I think really adds that layer of uncertainty for you. But it's interesting. You said you've been injured a couple other times. Um, you had a pretty big injury your freshman year, didn't you, in college? I did, yeah. I tore. Um, it's funny. I I always remember which groin I tore. I tore. I had surgery on both of my groins. Yeah. I think it was my left one that I tore, and my right one was almost torn. So they went ahead and fixed both of my groins. But it was uh, called the sports hernia repair. Yeah. 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 I mean, the reason that came up for me is, you know, just looking back and thinking about you as an athlete. I mean, well, first of all, you know, I, I didn't really know this about you until I did a little digging, but um, you've been really good at basketball for a long time, (laughs) which maybe maybe that's not like the biggest bomb to drop, but like as like a little kid in elementary school, good to where they ended up putting you in like a commercial for the dream. I don't want to embarrass you, but that's super cute. (laughs) No, you're good. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's funny how all that like worked out. Um, My dad actually knew somebody. um, I think it was part of the filming crew or one of the producers. They Mm -hmm. worked, they had the same job too. Um, And so he knew that he had a child. He knew that my dad had a child that plays ball. So he was like, we're trying to find a player that could be, in this and who's like we thought to come to you because we know your daughter likes to play basketball she's good and all that type of stuff so we went out and I had to like basically have like an audition for it and they it didn't even last more than like 10 minutes they were like oh you're good like we want you in it (laughs) it was so cool it was fun just to be a part of that yeah dream come true that is so cool I mean like I can only imagine you I mean you're adorable now. I can only imagine you as a little kid. You must have been like the cutest little girl. And like, then you show up and you're just like sick handles, like, you know, total stud. They're like, yeah, okay, we got this. We're going to cast. <laughs> this is like the future, you know, of the WNBA. But 
So I was reading that and I thought, oh my gosh, and you're so humble and you would never, you know, I think part of the reason it took me so long to get you on here is you don't want to talk about yourself, which is totally endearing. Um, so I'll talk about you. So you're like this stud basketball player since you're a little kid, like eat, sleep and drink basketball. Um, you know, obviously you end up at, at Louisville, but I was really interested in that first year and that injury in particular, because when you were interviewed about that, you talked about, you know, when something like this happens where you get seriously injured and you're away from the sport and, you know, sometimes like the depression can kick in. Um, I think one of your ways of dealing with it was, or understanding it was, you know, this is God trying to teach you something. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, full circle. Like then you have your first year in the pros and you have another major injury and now COVID. And, I, and I'm trying to think to myself, boy, she's, God's trying to teach her something. She's being really patient and trying to listen to what that is, but you're a very tough minded person. Like, is that still something that you think about? Like, gosh, like God must have a plan for me. Is that part of what oh. you do? Definitely. 100%. I, I think about that literally every day. Um, that's part of what keeps me going to is just to trust the process, even when it seems like it's not processing. Yeah. And that's one of my, that's one of my favorite quotes, because mm. a lot of the stuff doesn't really make that much sense to me right now. I don't really get, everybody wants to know why, right? Especially me, like, why? Like, what's the purpose of this? Why is this happening right now? Um, but I believe in due time, God, God will have it all figured out. You know, I'm, I'm doing my part and I know he's doing his as always, but I just try to trust in him and just lean on him. And um, that's also when you, you, you count on people um, that's close to you, um, your friends, family, loved ones, just to try to get you through this. But um, I know I know he has a plan. Yeah. I, I, I definitely know that he has a plan for me um it's just a matter of what it is you know yeah I know it's um it's a beautiful mystery as Aaron Rodgers was recently quoted saying you know we don't know the future is a it is a beautiful mystery but I appreciate that just sort of trust the process mentality and you're going to do your part and focus on what you can control and and all of that and you know I watched you your first year in the pros like you had a nice first year kid I mean you were out there starting you know putting in like 10 points a game um you know not looking at all overwhelmed by the part and um yet I know at the same time like those seasons are you know even though it seems short they're kind of long because it's a lot of games together the level is just like everybody's so good um what was that like for you that transition to go into the to the pros it was great to be honest I always um Thank you for that. It's it's funny that people say um, I had a great first year and it's just like, wow, I think it's just because I have I just set the bar from for me personally so high. And um, it's kind of like, gosh, I had so much more to give, but I was only given as much as I could under the circumstances of, of being hurt. It, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I just. It's like, gosh, man, if only I could have, because it, it got really challenging for me just to like be out there on the court playing in pain, like not being able to move how you know that you can move, not being able to play defense, like you know that you can play defense, but 
because like I had a big statement to to make it's like but I felt like I was held back due to my hips and stuff so that was kind of frustrating for me because it's like man like this is a dream come true I've been waiting for this since I was three and now that it's here I've gotten hurt but I'm, I'm still trying to play but I can't you know play 100% because of my hips and I just thought that wasn't fair to my teammates uh, just me being out there on a the court not being able to like give it my all because of me being hurt so mm-hmm. I went as long as I could until my body was like oh no more you can't mm-hmm. you can't keep pushing through this so it was unfortunate it was bad timing to be honest yeah I know Asia that was tough and you know people who get to see you on game day see see the product they see you but they don't know what's behind the scenes that you're on the sidelines just trying to you know with Miss Terry working with her trying to stay flexible trying to stay loose um, playing through significant pain but to your point I mean you gave 100% of your 50 or 60% or whatever you had, there wasn't, no one doubted that about you uh, and your toughness, but you know, I I'm with you. I mean, I guess where I said, I'm like, Oh wow. She had a great year. She started played 25, 26 minutes a game as a first year player. Not everyone makes that transition to the pro game um, smoothly. You know, it's, those are some really good basketball players, you know, and, and you're out there holding your own big time um, and doing it through injury. So um, I think that's a bright spot to think about. Like it, it's exciting to think about what the next season would look like for you when you're back to full health. Do you ever like fantasize about that? All the time, All every the day. Time. Good. I was I'm literally just thinking that. about it last night. I'm like, let's think about man, it. Now. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to be back out there on the court, man. It's just, it's like, I have so much to prove. Not that I'm trying to prove people wrong, but it's just like, I've always been that type of player. Like, I just always try to make myself like, what am I trying to say? Make, make, I'm not a people pleaser while playing, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I like to make a statement. Like, yeah, like this is who I am. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Cause there's just so many doubters out there that, um, I mean, it's always going to be those type of people, but I just, I like to play with that confidence and play with that swag. And that's what carries me through, like to make those statements. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And because of your confidence and swag, I'll show you something that I purchased. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Look how big they are. I wear a size. Yeah. Those are awesome. I remember uh, playing in those. <laughs> and, uh, when I first saw you in the court, um, you and Nurse both wearing those the same pair of Jordans. I was like, oh, they must be mine. I need that. I need those so bad. So just so you know, I'm rocking those uh, in non-COVID times during noon ball at Lafayette College with uh, with all the older guys. I'm out there in my Asia Dura Jordans. Um, that is awesome. I love it. You're repping. I, I love it. I love it. They're so oh, good. Oh, that's awesome. But it's because you wear them well. I was like, oh, my God. They look cooler on you, for the record. That is, it probably comes to no surprise to anyone. But, um, <laughs> but no, I, I like that. I like this idea of making a statement proving people wrong. If you use that as fuel as an athlete, that's great. I think some people, when there are doubters, it undermines their confidence, but it sounds like for you, it's like, okay. And you have a little bit of a quiet reserve way about you too. I think you just like to let your game speak for itself. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but would you say that? Yeah, that's true. I I, I let my game do all the talking, but here and there, I'll, I'll probably talk, talk some trash. Really? If yeah, especially if there's somebody who's just 
talking to you all night, just talking smack all night. I'm okay. I'm not about to stay quiet all night. I'm gonna let my game do the talking. Yeah. But while I'm scoring, I got some stuff to say back too. It's just, it's just com 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 competing. Like for yeah. me, that's just how I just love to compete, and it's fun. It's fun just to go back and forth with somebody, one of the best players in the world, or the best players in the league. Like it's just, it's it's fun. I mean, I know that like maybe you're not gonna give me the tea on that, but like, who are you talking trash with? <laughs> Do you have any like, stories? Uh, for my first year in the league, not really. No. Cause not 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 too many people talk trash towards me. Yeah. Uh, playing. I mean, people were talking out loud in college. Yeah. 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 I have I have quite quite a few stories. It, it was um. Yeah. Who's your big rival? Oh well, as a team, Kentucky. Okay. Um, red and blue. It was like. Mm -hmm. but when we played them it really wasn't too much trash talking when we played them no. they didn't really talk that much trash but um they weren't up State, yet though right i mean like they're good they're much better now i think than they were then or maybe i'm wrong about that um you Did know my freshman you? year huh they ever beat you when you were there my freshman year oh they did okay my freshman year, yeah that was an ugly game mm -hmm. i think we lost by like 20 to be honest, at their place, it, it was bad. Yeah, they had a really good team then. Okay. And then we came back and beat them the next three years, so it, it was great. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm thinking about just you know the craziness in the world right now with this pandemic and everything else, and and you mentioned you know you and I have stayed in touch some. Well, first thing I want to say about you is you know obviously I'm a psychologist. It's my job in a sense. Or my, I don't know if I want to say job. Hmm. Part of what I do is check in on people. <laughs> I'll shoot a text and be like, so how are you doing? You know, and like, usually the first response is I'm good. I'm good. And then it's like, okay, well, how are you really doing? And it's like, well, you know, I'm kind of struggling. Um, you're one of the first, maybe, maybe one of the only <laughs> who one time, I, I don't think we had been in touch for a while, but you shot me a text message and just said, Hey, I just want to check in and see how you're doing. I was like, whoa, okay. Like, like what a nice person, like a thoughtful human. And in that moment, I thought like, wow, this is just kind of like a special kid, like someone who really, you know, thinks about and is sensitive toward other people. And um, I'm guessing that is one thing that makes you a good friend, a good family member, a good teammate. But is are you kind of known for that? Like kind of being like this person who is empathic and, and thoughtful to others i mean have, has anyone given you that feedback because for me it was like really clear <laughs> yeah it had, um people have told me that all the time where um i i never put me first ever mm. i don't know why i've just always been that way i have one sister and two brothers so i'm always checking on them too it's just my mind um it's weird it, it's it's like people will like randomly cross my mind and mm -hmm. as they cross my mind, like I'll think about them. I'm like, okay, while they're on my mind, let me shoot them a text. It's probably a reason why God is like telling me to think mm -hmm. about them, you know? So I just try to check on them as, you know, people cross my mind, but I've always been that way. I just, I'll, I just love to see everyone happy, doing well, smiling. Um, that makes me happy. I, I thrive off of, I thrive, off of that so 
that's a that's key for me yeah does that come at a cost ever sort of always putting other people ahead of yourself I don't it has I mean it's a good quality but does that sometimes kick you in the butt it has on the basketball court yeah it's uh, mm -hmm. especially growing up as a kid before I actually got to where I'm at now um it's gotten to the point where I would be too um I'll do that too much mm -hmm. and it's like I'll defer to my teammates instead of taking over or I don't want to be a bog or I don't want to be selfish or I don't want to take too many shots. Right, right. So growing up that, that kind of hurt me a lot until mm. I got to high school and my senior year, I'm like, okay, forget it. Stop caring about what people think. I always cared about what people thought mm. about me. And I'm like, you can't, you can't care about that because it started hurting me bad. Like I wouldn't take certain shots because I didn't want people to say, well, why are you shooting over three people? Well, I always have three people guarding me. So it's like, yeah, it, it's either you toughen up and take the shot as you're supposed to, or you're just going to take the L, you know? And um, I've really learned that throughout college. Like some of my teammates throughout college gave me that confidence. Like, hey, don't worry about what people think. Just do you. You're one of the best players in the world. So just play your game. We need you to take those shots. And yeah. stuff like that kept me going. Yeah, no, I, I actually read that about you that coach um, that Jeff Waltz would say sometimes in your early you know years at Louisville at halftime, you would ask, like, did you shoot too many shots or, you know, really being self-conscious about, you know, wanting to, you know, be a people pleaser in a way um, mm -hmm. or be a good teammate, you know, and, and I think part of that is probably what endears you to your teammates even more that you are con consciously aware of that, that you want other people to be involved. But I like the, I like the fact that you're not going to let it dim your light now. Like you're going to let your light shine and not worry too much about what other people think, or, you know, worry only about the, the people whose opinions matter the most. Right. And I'm sure you know who those people are, you know, as you start to rise as a superstar, I think that's one of the things that's most important is figuring out your inner circle. Yeah, that's uh, that's so important, especially as a basketball player. Like, you have to figure out, you know, those type of people that you need in your life, just to keep you going. And it's funny, I, I tell people this all the time because I had to learn this. You can't do it all with just you, and you. There's a reason why there's people in your circle to keep you going, and. Um, I used to always be like, like people would ask me all the time back in high school, how are you? And I'll say, oh, I'm good. I'm fine. I wasn't fine though. Yeah. And it's like, I pushed people away from me because I was always saying that I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. But they were trying to be there for me. And I just felt like I can do it with all just me, yeah. but I couldn't. Yeah. Well, too, I mean, as athletes, and I don't know how you were raised in particular, but I think a lot of athletes are raised to sort of push through, don't whine, don't complain, suck it up, you know, don't cry, um, you know, and so I think so many athletes kind of hold it in, and they don't want to say when they're not fine. Um, and I do think, you know, more and more athletes are, you know, Kevin Loves of the world and DeMar DeRozan is talking about vulnerability and like, Hey, sometimes I'm not fine. And like, I need to just say that because there's such a great emotional cost to just keep holding it in, holding it in and acting like you're fine. That drains you. It drains you to act like you're fine when you're not. You agree with that? Does that make sense to you? 
Um, I know I was, <laughs> I was talking about how you're so good at reaching out, but what I, what I wanted to get to was, you know, I was reaching out to you a little bit, texting just to see how you're doing. Cause I know how hard it was to go through that surgery and, and have your first year end that way. And this was even, I think before, um, before COVID for you, but what was it like for you this summer watching the W, you know, from the outside? I mean, was that, were there parts of that that were fun? Did you feel kind of like left out? Were you sad? Like, what was that like for you? I, I keep trying to picture, you know, those people who had to sit the year out and, and how that must've taken somewhat of a toll. Yeah, it's a, it was definitely di different for me. It was different um, because I was like super sick. Yeah. So like, as I was super sick, it was like basketball helped. Like I remember some nights where it would help me. It would take my mind off of not feeling so well. Yeah. And then there were some nights where I just, I felt so sick. So it was like, I couldn't really watch it that much. Um, I watched as much as I could. Um, I even watched some of my uh, friends playing too. There were a few times there where there were a few games where some of my close friends playing um, did really well. And I was glad those were like one of the days where I felt pretty good to watch yeah. so I could watch them do their thing. And um, I, I always tried to tune in as much as I could, but um, that's a, uh, I, I, that's a, I, I always try to put it in the best words that I can, but that's, that's like one of the most challenging things I could like try to explain like, okay, this is how I felt. Uh, I guess the best way to put it is just like it was different. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the typical like you you're hurt, you had surgery, now you're at home cheering your teammates on. It's like you feel sick as hell. <laughs> like excuse my French, but you feel super sick. Like laying in the bed trying to watch them, and it was different. It was definitely different. Mm -hmm. Are you still having days like that now where you feel sick as hell? Like yeah, like that really. Yeah, like that day I did that HBO interview, it was like, I think it was January 6th or January 7th, one of those days. Okay. It was on a Wednesday. Yeah. And I filmed it in the morning for like an hour, hour and a half. And then that night, I, I just, I crashed. I, I felt yeah. so sick. I feel like I had COVID again. Oh. And yeah, just from my body didn't realize like what I was going through because that was the first time I had done something like that in a very long time just sitting down and talking to somebody was a lot for my body. And it was like, whoa, like what the heck is going on? Dang. Of course, yeah. I'm conscious of that right now that you're talking to me for a long time. It's fine. It's okay. It's fine. No, I no, I... I watched that interview um, and you talked about losing 32 pounds. And I thought to myself, I've stood next to this young woman and she is built like a blade of grass as it is. I mean, strong and muscular, but slender, a slender uh, person. I thought 32 pounds, my goodness. Um, I, I look at you now and I, you look great by the way. Um, but you know, I know you don't feel your best self and um, you know, we talked about how you just ate some waffle house and I hope you're going to get some, some of your weight back, but how are you doing in that department? Like, do you, are, are you able to even get a little, like, like do a push up or do anything right now? Nothing, huh? Nothing. Yeah. I, um, 
um, I'm very fortunate to work with a team where um, I'm working with people to help me get my weight back. But uh, I can't even do a push-up. I, I was trying to do form shooting in my room last week, just okay. sitting down in the chair, throwing the ball up in the air, and that took me out. It was a, It wasn't so much of like feeling like out of shape. It wasn't that feeling. It was so. It was the feeling of like you kind of feel sick trying to do it, okay. and that's why I was like, I gotta stop. Like it's like your stomach gets started. You feel nauseous, and yeah. um, stomach starts paining, and you just start feeling weak. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna stop. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I think it's great that you're doing um, PT and rehab and and trying to just kind of get yourself in a good spot and you know, you're paying attention to what your body's telling you, like, Hey, I'm, I'm trying this, but I need to back off now. And, you know, I, I don't know, I, I look at you and I talk with you and I've seen your whole, you know, your body of work to this point, And I think to myself, you're going to get there. I, like, I don't know why I don't have any doubts about that. I, I probably, you know, it's, it's COVID and we don't know, but I, I just feel that, um, that you're a fighter and that you're strong and that you're going to pull through this thing and be back. I feel that for you. Um, do you think those thoughts? I know those thoughts. Oh, I love that. I know. It's a hair that's, on my arm stand up. I can't. Ah, that's me. in my DNA. What's not mm-hmm. in my DNA is giving up and quitting. I know that. I would never, I would never, I would never quit on myself. Mm-hmm. I would never quit on my team and I would never quit on my family. It's just, I was, I was brought up that way to no matter how hard life gets, you keep fighting. You don't throw in the towel. I know I'll be back. It's just we don't know when, yeah. but I know I'll be back. So I'm gonna keep fighting. This is it's 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 another bump in the road, but this too shall pass. That's that's what I like to say. That's one of my favorite Bible verses. Um, the Bible says, "This too shall pass." Yeah, and it it sure will. It sure will, especially with an attitude and a mindset like that, because I. I know the days aren't always easy for you, but I see you pushing through and I see you um, stay in the course and controlling what you can. And, you know, even just your, your mindset of, Hey, this is temporary. Like we know from a mental health standpoint, when you see setbacks as temporary, when you know, and you, you trust and you believe in yourself, the outcomes tend to be better. Um, so I believe that for you too. Um, yeah. I- I'm just, I can't wait to see you back on the court again, personally, you know, from a fan perspective, um, you've got to be excited about some of the pieces now with the Liberty, some of the pieces you guys have acquired. Talk yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm super excited. It's just um, from one to 12, it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, we have a great team. We have great people on there too. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the thing that sucks for me, just to not be in the bubble this past year. I know. And I me was, too, even I if I, <laughs> right, I know, right? I'm like, it, was my even, <laughs> <laughs> it would have been awesome, man. It's just like, just to like be there with them. And yeah. it wasn't one of those things where, okay, well, you're going to recover from COVID, but you can still go. It's like, I couldn't even go because I still had COVID for like, I said, I know for a fact I was sick from June until like August, like super sick. And I couldn't even go. Like I was still testing positive. So it's like, I, I can't even go like near the team, you know? And that's, it's not the typical like, oh, well, 
you're hurt, you could sit on the sideline and cheer them on. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even do that. But mm-hmm. um yeah, I'm I'm just super excited about our team and we have great we have great people on there. We have great te- teammates, we have great players, a great coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Um is that's just part of the process. You just gotta, you know, trust the process with that too. And yeah. as we transition over to a new team and you know, like that was pretty much, we're super young. So that was like everybody's first year kind of playing together, mm-hmm. stuff like that with the new coaching staff too. But mm-hmm. I see, I see what they're trying to do. And uh, I'm just super excited about the future. Yeah. I mean, your first year was just you and Han there for a while as the new ones. And then yeah. I know she's I mean, as cute as they come as well. Um and sweet but yeah there's a lot of I I imagine a lot of excitement around the young players and and stuff like that you know I you don't have to admit this you can answer this any any way you want but I work mainly with college athletes and some you know um, pro basketball players it's kind of like my practice right and a lot of the college athletes not just athletes I think college age people in general maybe aren't taking COVID as seriously as they ought to be um, and I know that you pretty much from the beginning had been taking it quite seriously and, and being quite careful. It's not like you were being reckless or careless, but I'm seeing kids get sent home, uh, from college because they're not following guidelines and, you know, just it's, it's spreading. And I think it's that invincibility, you know, piece like, oh my gosh, like I'm young, I'm not going to have any bad uh, impact. I mean, I've even been guilty of that at times for myself thinking, Hey, I don't want COVID. I don't want any part of it, but I'm sure if I get it, I'm going to be okay. Like, what, like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you feel like when you hear that, does that just make your, your skin crawl? Like just thinking about people not being as serious about it as they should be? Yeah, definitely. It just, it's, it's just, it's, it's sad to hear that. But then again, I I try to think about both sides of that. Like it's, um, it's kids out there that like, half of half of the world this is unknown to like everybody right mm-hmm. and it's like not a lot of people know not even the scientists really much know about covid that's why they say there's no cure they don't know how to treat it mm-hmm. they don't know what to do so it's like if our top notch people don't know what to do how do how do they expect us to know what to do mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i feel like the least that people can do is just sanitize as much as you can like we should have been doing before COVID even came and also just being smart like don't go out to like I see people especially where I'm at now going out to parties with no mask on um just in huge crowds of people not even just trying to if you're gonna go somewhere just limit how many people are there or wear your mask I don't even see that with most people here so is that right okay yeah down in georgia right yep i am yeah the great state of georgia has come through for us in many ways (laughs) sure has sure has no thanks to this well not no thanks thanks in in large part to the WNBA, i think right Mm -hmm. yep going on and and how you know WNBA players have really gotten behind political movements and Black Lives Matter and, and things too in the world that, gosh, like just having such a wonderful impact, you know? We're all grateful to you guys for that, for real out here, just so you know. Um, yeah, thank you. I was actually very impressed with 
Um, I was the one thing I was able to watch was our first game, and I was very impressed with how um, when we played Seattle, mm-hmm. how you know everybody just took like just talked about Brianna Taylor. Yeah. We we will say her name mm-hmm. along with so many other things that was going on. I was just super impressed with how we moved like as a league. Everybody teamed up together, protested as well. Just just tried to do certain things just to, you know, let people know like, hey, what's going on is not okay. And we're trying to like make a change. But I was super impressed by that. Yeah. It's it takes courage to do that. Um and to be solidly Everyone united together uh, on that was like super yeah. powerful. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, this is awesome. I just feel like it gives me like I'm. I told myself actually like uh, back in July when I when I well, when I first got sick with COVID in June, mm-hmm. and then July eighth is when I had broke and like told everybody I wouldn't be playing in the 2020 year. Okay. Um, I actually got sick again that same day. I uh, got diagnosed with bronchitis too. I was in the hospital yeah. that day. Oh, geez. So I made up my mind then. I'm like, okay, I see how sick I am right now and how horrible I feel. Yeah. Uh, wh- whenever I get the opportunity and the chance to tell the world how sick I've been, I'm going to take it. I said, I can't wait to tell my story because I just feel like that's just worth sharing and just telling people like, a lot of people don't know how bad it gets. All they know is COVID and you don't feel well. But I wanted to tell people, this is something that I've been through. And this is something that has, I could, I think it's fair to say that it's, it's broke me down. It has. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I appreciate that about you because I think sharing this is powerful for other people to hear, but it's also healing for you. <laughs> like mm-hmm. being able to kind of get your story out it doesn't change anything that happened, but it starts to change how you feel about it, how you view it, how you kind of piecing it together. There's like a, a stress relief, even in just doing that and kind of getting it out there. So I was really, I was very much looking forward to having this conversation with you. I'm so grateful for your time, which I know is quite valuable and um, that you're not always feeling at your best these days. And for you to have taken this time out to talk with me is is very um I'm very grateful I'm very grateful for you so I appreciate always anytime you know the door is always open and uh just thank you for reaching out and just giving me this chance you know um it was awesome it's great um I I truly appreciate you even um not just with this but just always you know being there for me mentally and physically and all that stuff so yeah, I, I hope you feel better. I hope you start to get better. I, I pray that you will. I think of you often, you know, going through all this stuff. And I, I do have a lot of optimism and, and confidence that you're going to continue to just improve and find your way back. Work your yeah. way back. I, I have that confidence. I do as well. Yeah, I, I, I do as well. It's just, uh, just It's just a matter of taking it day by day. Know. You know, and this this has definitely changed my whole like outlook on a whole lot of stuff. But really? I know that this is for the better. And once I come out of this, I think I think I'll be better than I was before, like all of this happened. I I love that you see it that way, because I think when you're in it, sometimes it's hard to believe that. 
It is hard to believe that. Mm-hmm. It is. It's challenging. It's like your vision is foggy. It's not clear. You don't yeah. really see right, you know? Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Well, I'm glad that you you have that um, that ability to kind of to see that there, there will be there will be something gained from this. You are going to learn something from it. Um, I think a lot of people right now too are just realizing they're non-negotiables and the things that matter the most and reshuffling yeah. those around, you know? So 100%. Yeah. That's uh, everybody's going through that transition period right now. It's like everybody's dealing with something right now. It's just yeah. challenging for a lot of people right now, but um, we're, we're going to get through this together. And, uh, where where it it'll get better that's what i like to tell myself this will get better that's a great attitude it will get better and brighter days are ahead so thank you so much asia it was great talking with you today and i look forward to talking to you again soon that's all we got thank you for listening to the inside game please remember to like subscribe and comment to support the podcast